Hello. Hi. How's good it going? Morning. It's going good. How are you today? I'm doing great today. Thank you. What's going on in Illinois? Uh, just uh, getting ready for the holidays, you know, a little differently than uh, most years, but uh, all the same, we're still going to celebrate the birth of Christ and, uh, and um, have a little bit of fun and do a little bit of praying for a better 2021, you know. <laughs> Seems that's the uh, conversation I'm having with a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so it's funny because we had set, you know, that our conversation was going to be about New Year's resolutions. And this year, um, you know, it's it's pretty a pretty prominent thought in everybody's mind. I was looking through the paper the other day and the comics, uh, there's a comic strip called Pearls Before Swine. It's by... Uh, Stefan uh, Pastis, I believe oh, is how you say his name. Anyway, uh, the character, the little mouth character, uh, writes goals for the year. He's sitting at a desk. Goals for the goals for the next year. Be better than the last. Hashtag <laughs> asterisk star year. In other words, better than the bleep bleep. Better than the <laughs> last bleep bleep year. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh my and then he says to his friend that walks in, I figure that's not asking for much. So I think a lot of people feel that way. It's just been a rough year on so many people. And uh, I, I, for one, am, am looking forward to um, brighter days for sure. And, you know, there's been some wonderful things that have come out, come out of 2020. Um, I'm not dismissing the year by any means, but there's been so so much heartache and and so many um just heartbreaking stories that uh you know I, i'm i'm just ready for a new beginning and that new year's resolutions really are about new beginnings um whether it be getting rid of something bad or getting something good you know so i'm ready <laughs> out with the old and with the new <laughs> yes old anxiety old i guess that's how you say it old anxiety <laughs> Love the well, song, you know, never I, sing it. Exactly. It, that's a tough song to sing, too. I think I feel like you do. You know, I have a mixed bag of emotions about it because you're right. So much heartache, so much chaos. Um, you know, I, I, the ongoing conversation in our house is like, okay, who, who do we trust today? You know, as far as what's going on with the world news and and yeah. what kind of accuracy is, you know, is to be trusted. And, and you, you do have a sense. I mean, you know, I, I think that I, I have a good read on and at least who I'm trusting and listening to, but I do understand that that comes with a risk. And I think all of us on some level have always had a little bit of a, you know, skeptical attitude about things that we hear. Um, but, not like it is now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where you even feel like, and, and I will say this, I, I do think that it's forced me to um, be a little bit more resourceful and, and try to research and, and, you know, know my source and, and get some sort of like, okay, I, I think, I think this man or this woman is telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, really, that's a great point because 
that's really it's on us we need to do that if if we're not trusting the information we're getting then we need to check our resources check other sources if it's the nightly news then try several news feeds right yeah and and talk to people you trust and and for me in the end uh, pray praying about it you know Um, yes and my one of my faults and i need to get better at this is i try I try to protect my heart and, and I, so I just turn off the news. I can't, there's days I just can't watch it. I can't, I can't handle the heartbreak and you know, that's not a solution necessarily. It's okay to skip it, but you know, I I need to be more informed and not hide from things. Um, So maybe that needs to go on my list for, for next year or what to do a little differently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think I also have found myself more interested in in how how I'm being affected by, and so you know, of course, maybe if it was in a you know a list of layers, and we have things at the top, and then it keeps going down. um, You know, I want to know what's going on in the world, but then I also have felt very introspective. Like what's going on inside of me right? and really more so now than ever, um, paying attention to how I feel, um, not being led by my emotion necessarily, but identifying with that doesn't sound right. That doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. And really learning how to trust that. Yeah. I, I like that inner voice. And I think sometimes when we, when I, when I want to block things out or we get so busy and so focused on our own lives, our own problems, that sometimes we um, don't necessarily pay enough attention to that inner voice. Um, and I think the introspection that you're talking about, Glennie, is, I, I'd say probably a lot of people had a little more time for that this year just because the pace got slowed down. Mm -hmm. because of the current events that were going on with the racial injustices and things like that, that I think people started just looking, okay, um, am I, you know, am I thinking about things from different vantage points? Am I, am I getting the full picture? Am I just thinking about it from my point of view and and doing a lot more reflection and, and, and introspection and thinking about, you know, the rest of the world and how we fit into it. At least I feel that way. Um, when I was at Illinois State and going through the MBA program, we had a uh, a professor, uh, Dr. Ringer, that did a class on critical thinking, uh, and it was, you know, looking. It, it just really was making sure that you were looking things from multiple points of view and how to go through logical processing and to tell. What when you were dealing with things factually and when you're dealing th- with things emotionally, and it was really a fascinating class and, and one of my favorites. But that you know, I try to bring that into um, not only a business sense, but to a sense when you're you know looking at things from a personal level too. What does that look like for you? The critical thinking, the yeah, that um, well, you know, I'm a overthinker from being friend, you know, I tend to overthink. Do you have, I, I heard someone say they have a, 
analysis paralysis. <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that. I eventually, I do pull the trigger. I will, I will make the decision. I will do the thing, but it just, it takes me a while to get there because I, I probably ponder things a little too long. Um, my dad was a worrier and I think I inherited some of that from him. It just, it's, you know, maybe too much self-reflection, maybe too much introspection and it's time to, to be a little extroverted at, you know. Yeah. And so that do you feel, it, it does. Do you think that you ponder, um, how it's going to affect you or is, is the, is the greater concern what others are going to think or how it's going to affect them? Um, you know, that's hard to say because it's really relative to what's, what the going on what yeah, the topic at hand or, um, I would not say that I am a person that I don't need constant affirmation. I don't, I don't need for somebody to say, Oh, it's okay to do this. Um, ask, forgiveness, not permission to, to do things. But on the same token, um, I am a little bit guarded with putting things out there for the world to see. Um, I also wouldn't, the last thing I'd ever want to do would to be hurt somebody or to have something that I had done or said misconstrued. So yeah. I do, so I do have that hesitation to, okay. Um, but it's not from a point of view of, oh my gosh, you know, they're, you know, it's not a point of view that I'm worried so much that what I'm doing is wrong and I shouldn't be doing it. It's because, it's, you know, coming from a place of love or a place of trying to do something good, I just would never want anybody to feel, you know, to, to misunderstand me, I guess. Yeah. Or to be offended. I know. And it's a fine line too, because, you know, I've said this to my kids. I, I think one of the gifts that comes with age is you care less, you know, about what other people think. Um, but right behind that, it's not, you don't care at all. Right. It's just you're less affected in your decision-making by that. Um, but recently I do think that it's, it's come to my awareness and, and, and been more of a helpful, um, maybe guide or whatever you want to say um, to think about even the JFK statement, right? Ask not what my country can do for me, but what can I do for my country? Mm -hmm. We've talked about it in our love your brother, you know, love your neighbor episode where, you know, you really just get on a low level of just your daily interaction and putting things out there from that, you know, even while we're doing this podcast, we're, you know, it's not just so you and I can hear ourselves talk and, and, you know, record a conversation. We really are hoping that this offers hope that it helps people find a perspective, um, either realizing more intricately how they feel about the subject and, or give them something new to think about. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I think that's what this whole year has done for the world. Um, even the people who have suffered 
grave heartache, losing a loved one is, you know, probably the greatest thing. Some people have lost jobs. I know I lost my job. Um, you know, those kinds of changes just throw you, I mean, by no choice of your own, it throws you into a whole new world of now what? Yeah. So I, I want to, um, use that for myself to really reevaluate, sit down in my quiet time, in my meditation and have a greater understanding and a compassion for myself and the world that we're all just doing the best we can, but I want to live on purpose. You know, I want to know why I'm doing what I'm doing and not just on autopilot running through the motions, which sometimes can happen when you're in a routine. Right. And this year has been, there's been no, <laughs> no routine, right? We can't predict, we can't predict right. anything. And that, and that I would say you're right on point. There's a positive from 2020 is that we, at least me and obviously you, and I'd say um, most people live on purpose live, you know, a purpose-driven life. There was, there's a, a book, a Christian book out there, a purpose-driven life. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. Live on purpose, savor every moment. And I feel like I was pretty good about doing that anyway, but man, when you start thinking about things that you will take for granted every day and that this last year has done that, um, it really, you know, just gives me more of a daily appreciation of, of all those good things that I've got going. Yeah. And in that way, I really feel, um, and for some, it might come later rather than sooner, but upon reflection, I think 2020 will end up having been a year of, we, we will be grateful, you know, for the introspection, for what it really revealed. Yeah, great. I mean, some of us will be grateful that, you know, those, those that have suffered those losses are, are you know, <laughs> you just they'll never get past the, the devastation of that. But they will be able to look at maybe life a little bit differently um, because they'll have to. We all have to. Yeah. We all have yeah. to. Uh, we have to look at things a little differently because it has changed us. And um, I know going forward, it will be interesting to see the ways in which it's changed us. And, and some of those won't be bad ways, right? A lot of those are going to be good things. I, I think so too. And I hope, I hope society, as a whole societal. Yeah. Um, and again, I can't speak to the loss of life necessarily, um, you know, right in my own small circle, my mind would be more the loss of income or loss of job. But I, I do hope that even for those who possibly did lose a loved one to either, you know, the, the virus or to the emotional onslaught that could just no longer be absorbed and handled. Um, and so they died by other means that there will be a sense of a greater sense of camaraderie because in some way we were all affected. And so I hope that the compassion is even greater because it's almost like if someone says 
this happened to me and it was in 2020, uh, what's our first reaction going to be? Like, Oh my God. Oh, you know, we're, we're going to be right there. Right. Even if we didn't suffer the same thing, we're going to be, I just feel like the hand's going to be extended even greater, further, longer, harder, stronger, because we're going to like, it's going to be automatic. Right. Yeah. I, you're right. And, and you can see that even evidenced in our, you know, locally our food drives and our toy drives and things like that just have passed. They have surpassed their goals and have had record giving. Uh, And I, the today show had a similar situation just uh, heard today that they surpassed um, their toy drive giving and people are, people want to reach out because it's been a really hard year and they know that other people, the people that can give, they know other people are suffering. And so um, I think you're right on the money with that compassion. And I think that's going to carry forward. I don't think it's just because it's the Christmas season. I think people are um, overall, you know, they know it's been a rough year. for, mm-hmm. And so I, I think you're correct on that. Yeah. So what about, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. I I was just going to say, so on resolutions, do you do yearly resolutions? I know there's a lot of talk about people most, most of the time people have resolutions and they don't fulfill them. Uh, they go by the wayside, you know, January 5th. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I always do them. And I don't always accomplish everything because, of course, I don't just put one thing down. Um, I put put several. I don't always accomplish them, but I accomplish accomplished part of them. But I, I do what they say to do, you know, write them down, revisit them. And I do that. So that might help me to keep some of those things I've told myself I'm going to do. Some of those little wants, some of those promises. Uh, what about you? Do you do you do that? No, <laughs> I almost, that's, hey, I, I almost I, feel silly as I'm answering the question. No, and I don't, I don't want to defer from me because we can come back to it. But I, I would just hey, like to ask: why would Is you, there? You're already perfect. Why would you have any resolutions? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly right. Like who, who needs to, uh, to, to get any better? You're, um, okay, is there any you could share? Was there something last year that was on your list that you accomplished or that you, that you were successful at? So I couldn't, I, I couldn't find my 2020 list, you know, that just par for the course there. I couldn't find it, but I did find my 2019 list. Okay. (laughs) And I'll tell you several years ago, I'm going to go say, maybe I'm going to go back at least five, maybe 10 years ago. I started, instead of just thinking, okay, what, what, what do I want to accomplish this year? Or what, what are my goals for this year? the, you know, those resolutions, I kind of did a, a two part list of things I wanted more of and things I wanted less of. Okay. Uh, yeah. I like so that. Yeah, so I've been doing that for several years now. Um, and my more list was, is always longer than my less list, which is good. Um, on the more list last year, or 2019 was write a book. I did start that book in 2019. I finished it. I finished it in 2020. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. you. It probably won't publish till 21, but Hey, you know what? Check. Got it. 
<laughs> yes. Okay. And talk about talk about yourself and about the book for just a little bit. I I want our listeners to to hear about this. Oh, you know I hate doing that. <laughs> okay, so this is a perfect opportunity. This is what we're talking about. So more guts. We have to have more guts. So I have I have a list, and you know, because you're a writer too. I have a list of projects and and tidbits of things I've written and and so I want to write several books that's part of the reason I left the corporate world was to concentrate on that passion so I finally my the first thing I wanted to do and I know people will joke and say everybody writes a kid's book but that's what I wanted to write first was a kid's book and I wrote it uh it's fiction but I wrote it based off experiences that I've had with our boys growing up the youth sports and in particular soccer. And we, we have had so much fun as a family um, growing up with the sport and the kids playing. And it's, it's about the things that they've learned through being in youth sports, the things from coaches. We've had so many wonderful coaches that we just, I can't say enough great things about and so many opportunities to be, um, to learn with coaches and teammates and to learn about hard work and to learn about being a good sport. And so I incorporated those into the book, but, you know, the other thing was just that teams come together and unite and we would go to games and we would have kids from, you know, from, all different walks of life and a lot of different nationalities. Uh, either they were came to the United States from another country or maybe their parents did. In some cases, it was the grandparents. But um, just seeing those kids all come together and working as a team and becoming friends, it, mm-hmm. it was just something really special. And I wanted to get that across that it's just been, it's just been a wonderful experience and it gives kids a foundation to build on for the rest of their lives. And that's. So your book's kind of a, a capture of all of that yeah, in a nice story. Okay. So what's the title? Tell us, tell us what the title is. It's Kenny's team unites. Oh my gosh. And, okay. Ken, and it's, and I've named it in the, in the boy is named Kenny after my dad. Um, you know, we lost my dad when I was, when I was a kid and um, he was a great man. And so I thought, you know, I thought about names for, I didn't want to name Kenny after any person I knew because it, you know, it is, it is a fictional book and I didn't want any, you know, I didn't want to leave anybody out. So I didn't want to name it after any of the kids that I, that our three boys had played with if possible. And, you know, I thought about a couple different names and then I thought, no, wait a minute, you're dedicating this book to your parents. Mm, okay his, his name I love that you know my dad's name was Kenneth and Ken or Kenny and um so yeah so the so the boy is Kenny and it's Kenny's team unites a, a tale about soccer and friendship and um by Kathy Shanefelt yep yeah, and I'm you excited. think it's going to publish in 2021 I yeah I'm sure it won't be ready before the end of this year undoubtedly uh but it is it is um in the uh it's going through the stages right now um of only proof the cover um so outskirts uh outskirts press is an 
self-publisher and that's who I went through and it's mm-hmm. really great to work with and so I'm I'm excited um, okay well and, congratulations I'm also nervous because you know it's putting your you know how I am about putting myself out there but yes at any rate that was that was an item and it's uh and I I've got it and now I want to start working on another book so that's um well and hats that's, off to that's, you that's, that's 2021 is going to have on the list uh you know start book <laughs> <laughs> okay a second one's on the way <laughs> yes do you intend to do a series with this or are you going to move on to something else I was going to move on to something else okay was the plan so, is is the plan um, mm-hmm. yeah I've had some ideas um some anthologies of um women sharing wisdom with each other you know whether it's family members or or neighbors and uh, so I, I, I've got that idea ruminating and I want to do, um, I want to do some fiction writing, um, that's, you know, based off family and, and love friendship type, um, settings. So that sounds we'll, awesome we'll see what too. we get going. Yeah. yeah I'm so excited. And, and I'm, I can't wait for this first book and we'll keep everybody posted as it does publish and, and get more information out there. But, um, so, you know, I I'll say this, I just last night, uh, Levi called and, um, he's got an idea for, uh, he's coming home for Christmas and, and he asked me if I would be willing to ironically make the list of what I want more of and what I want less of. And, um, and I told him I would do it. So I'm going to do it this year. Um, awesome. I, I said, he, he, he was kind of taken back like, mom, you've never done this before. And, and I, I can't (laughs) say never, ever, you know, I don't have a list that I can pull out to show you for proof to say, I, you know, and I'm still in my head would be guessing like what year would I have done that? I know I've written things down before. Um, but I feel like I, I, I think sometimes I have ADHD. Like I just skip all over the place and I have a million things written down and I too have started a book and, um, and I'm at that place right now. And I know you've been there where, I'm feeling the, the vulnerability of <laughs> once it's out there, once it's in print, I can't change it. I can't take it back. And, oh my gosh, you know, like that, that just that twist in your gut of, um, honestly, it probably is like, are people going to think what she took all the time to write this? What this, this is nothing, you know? <laughs> you were great about helping me to get past that hurdle too. Okay. So I may, I may need your, I may need your support. Yeah. You got it. You got it. But I, I do, I, I feel that this year has provided, especially since I have been, um, you know, at, at home so much more, a lot of creativity. And so that is coming. And I also feel a little more, I don't know if prepared is the right word, but I do feel a sense of being able to acknowledge this year what I want more and what I want less of. So I'm happy to say that I will do that and we'll see where it goes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So more on that too in the coming, in the coming year. More, more on that in the coming year. Exactly. And I, I want to, you know, I, I really do want to have a, 
a, a greater attitude and sense of um, not just loving people, but really going maybe to the next leg of that with how can I help? You know, what can I do to make the world a better place? And, and that's where I'm trying to sit with even what I'm writing right now. Um, that even if it just helps one person, even if I'm the person that it helps by getting what I'm writing about out of myself, you know, and just doing it. Mm -hmm. I remember us having that conversation when you were telling me to, to not to be hesitant to just go for it. Yeah. So that's, I'm going to do it. And, um, I will say that I, um, I looked up just a few things um, that I thought might be encouraging words to our listeners and, and for you and I to think about as we're making the list um, is, and, and the first one is ask for it, mm-hmm. you know, ask for the guidance, ask for the creativity, ask for the money. If you need it, just, I, I think that that's one element of my faith that I would like to see grow where I, I do ask God for it mm-hmm. um, and that I'm not shy about it, you know, and that I don't feel guilty. Um, I know, you know, we've talked before about, you know, feeling like there's so much affluence in this country that we sometimes shy away from asking for more because we feel like we don't need it or it's selfish, Mm-hmm. But it's not asking for it from the sense of, because it's all about me, I want to ask from that same place too of, if this is going to enhance my life, then allow it to enhance me so that I can help enhance someone else. So go big. Agree. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive it. And you have not because you ask not. <laughs> exactly. Right. And living the life that God intends you to, to live um, is accomplished through conversations with him. And yes, if it's his will, it, he'll find his way. <laughs> yes. Are- and he will. <laughs> okay. And then I had something else that a lady who I listened to, her name is Maureen St. Germain. And she said that, this kind of happened to her. She gave a little story and I won't go into all the detail, but she, she had a situation where she was having a bad day and just in the moment she stopped and she said the prayer. Um, I would like for this day to become heaven on earth for me and everyone I come in contact with. And in her hindsight, after she had prayed that, um, things quickly began to resolve in in that day. And to the point that I guess by the end of the day, when she, uh, you know, when she reflected back, she was like, wow, I can't believe this. Like everything looked like it was going to be so bad. And then it all turned out well. And so the next time she found herself in a situation like that, where she was having a bad day and in a bad situation, she said the prayer again. And again, she had the same thing. So over time, she has made this prayer a part of her daily routine. And she was suggesting to the listening audience um, on the podcast I listened to that we also wake up saying, may I have a day of heaven on earth 
for myself and everyone I come in contact with. I like that a lot. I'll I'll have to uh, check her out. Yeah, very good. And then there's one last um, prayer that I would like to read. It's not that long, but um, I I think it would be best if I did it maybe at the end. So I want to make sure we're both done talking before I I add that, but that's going to be the, that's going to be the end of my two cents to the resolution. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you end with that. Yeah. The only thing I had left to add basically was just my list and my list for 2021 will be uh, similar to this list that I go back to from 2019. And I'm sure 2020 was, was similar to it, but uh, you know, on the less side, I, I put down less worry. Uh, Okay. And I also put down less food waste. Um, there's too many people going hungry for me to throw away good food. So I have to go to the store more often, but I did make that change where we were, I was better managing the, the food, the fresh food, uh, so that we had less waste or I was freezing what we didn't use that sort of thing. Um, so th- those were on my less list. And I love you, that. Yeah. And continue to kind of, you make them, you make them habits and that's how they stick. That's how you make your resolutions work. Right. So um, so those were successful uh, options. I, I still do have some worry. I've, we've talked about that many times, but, uh, but I take it to God in prayer more than I did before. So um, that, you know, that's, that's uh, definitely so becoming definitely less helped becoming less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What um, were, what were then, some of your more of what's that? What was some of your more of more of uh, read more good friend, uh, Mike Matheson said, Kathy, if you want to be a writer, better writer, you need to read more. <laughs> okay, I, I, like do like re- I do like reading, but I don't take as much time to read, to sit down and actually read. Um, so isn't that crazy, Kathy? Yeah, I feel the is. same way. Like I'm a writer, but I, and I, I think maybe it's because that time that I might spend reading, I'm writing. Right. That, yeah. And or I'm reading more informational, not necessarily for leisure or pleasure. Right. I, I hear you. And I definitely am more of a fan. And maybe that's why. But I'm definitely more of a fan of like biographies and autobiographies. Uh, oh, true stories. I, I'm definitely a, a nonfiction gal. Uh, I have I have a stack of books, great books, ready to read. And I have started reading more um from from when I wrote this resolution in 2019 um and it's you know it and it does help it it helps to get other writers perspectives and it helps to get other people's perspectives in my case when I'm reading about other people's lives um another more was just to eat healthier uh run more take more walks with my dog uh, more reading my bible more traveling and visiting friends and family those oh, things, I like that. One. All those things are on there. And, okay. you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think what we started out the conversation with, with living with intention, um, helps me to do those things and will help me in 2021 to do more of those things. Mm-hmm. Now, do you make, are you a list maker? I am definitely a list maker and I am a check it off the list girl. Okay. Yes. Do you think that helps? I think it helps. It helps me. And maybe it's because we do have so many things going on. And sometimes I start to feel a little bit scattered. I think as I get older, I tend to. Um, But I was a list maker even like at work. 
and I electronically, you know, I use my phone and my iPad and, and the tools, but I also still have a little piece of paper that I, most nights, I will write down on that piece of paper the things that I need to accomplish, accomplish the next day. And if I don't get them done, sometimes I, sometimes I fret about it a little bit, but, uh, um, but yeah, definitely I am. Okay. So I, I'm going to, that's going to be on my more list. I'm going to make more lists because here's what's so ironic for me. I was such a list maker until I became an empty nester. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if the freedom <laughs> just felt so amazing. Well, you did, have four, you did have four kids. So you probably were like, Whoo, okay, I got a little time to myself. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, so, but I think that what it's done is it's left me fragmented, you know? So um, I'll even think, okay, today I'm going to vacuum and um, change the sheets on the bed, right? Like that just might be one thing in my head where before those things would have been on a list. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing that I think I may need more of is the discipline because no one's watching me. No one's here. There's really no accountability to if I don't make my bed, I can't really, you know, like the kids aren't going to see it, you know, where I, maybe some things I was doing just to set a good example. <laughs> so I'm thinking I need to make more lists because I have a lot of good intentions, but because maybe they're not written down and I have this sense of who really cares, nobody's going to know. I don't do it. Mm -hmm. And then Chloe was here a couple weeks ago and I, I was, I, I have always been one of those people. I, I am a vacuumer. I sweep a lot. And with my kids growing up, someone vacuumed every day. Our house was vacuumed every day. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you have a dog, sometimes you have to do that. But I had not vacuumed. I think it had been at least a week. And she was here on her phone while I was vacuuming and I guess I was making all of these noises and, and complaining while I was vacuuming. And when I got done, she said, mom, you are so dramatic. I can't believe that you were acting that crazy about your house. It's not that dirty. And I was like, Chloe, this was awful. You know, cause I'm in a corner and it's like, oh my God, I didn't realize all, all the dog hair. Yeah, that can find its way under things and to the corner. And I said, I, I need to vacuum every day. I haven't been vacuuming every day. And this is, this is what I get. This is terrible. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that maybe if I do make lists and I, I check it off, like you're talking about those kinds of things won't creep up on me. Right. And drive me crazy. But yeah, the other thing too is some days I do give myself permission to abandon that list. If it's a beautiful day outside, psh, go outside, go walk your dog. Okay. Away. I do do that. And so we need a, we need a little less, um, what, what would that be? Like less OCD about things? Balance. Balance. More balance. balance. Like stuff I need to do. And I star the stuff that has to be done today. I've got an article due has to be done today. The other stuff, 
if I get to it, I get to it. So I do, I do prioritize that list too. So. Okay. Priorities. I like that. Yeah. Okay. You've been really helpful with this. <laughs> I, I appreciate this. See, well, I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're a good, um, you, you bring it, you bring it back home. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas to you and your family. I love you all so much, and I wish we lived closer that I could see you, but um, I'll be looking forward to text and pictures and, and talking about how wonderful everything is as the next few days unfold. I agree. Love you, and Merry Christmas to you, and Merry Christmas to anybody that's listening out there. Um, prayers over you. Uh, yeah, and a happy for, new year. Happy new year. Prayers for the new year. Uh, Glennie has a, you have a prayer to, to lead us out today? Yeah. So let me just go ahead. I'll share that. And then, um, yeah, it'll all, it'll all be good. So this is actually, um, it says advice from Maria Sabina, a Mexican healer and poet. Heal yourself with the light of the sun and the rays of the moon, with the sound of the river and the waterfall, with the swaying of the sea and the fluttering of the birds. Heal yourself with mint, neem, and eucalyptus. Sweeten with lavender, rosemary, and chamomile. Hug yourself with a cocoa bean and a hint of cinnamon. Put love in tea instead of sugar and drink. Drink your tea looking at the stars. Heal yourself with the kisses that the wind gives you and the hugs of the rain. Stand strong with your bare feet on the ground and with everything that comes from it. Be smarter every day by listening to your intuition, looking at the world with your forehead. Jump, dance, sing, so that you live happier. Heal yourself with beautiful love and always remember, you are the medicine. Thank you for joining us today. That's Lemon Drop Kiss. Across the miles, there is only love. <laughs>